booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your new sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. I think this indicates a judge who has extraordinarily poor judgment. A federal judge poised to appoint a special master related to the FBI's raid at Mar-a-Lago also orders the DOJ to provide more information about classified documents seized. A judge allows two recidivists to walk free in one week in New York City, including a lifetime parolee who allegedly assaulted two cops. Ex-Secretary of State Pompeo tells the Cats Roundtable... America's at greater risk of another 9-11 attack due to President Biden's chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Gunfire outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral, one person in police custody. No comment from the White House on just how the administration plans to pay for student loan forgiveness, which could cost taxpayers hundreds of billions of dollars. A federal judge has told the U.S. Department of Justice to provide her with more specific information about the classified records removed from former President Donald Trump's Florida estate. In an order Saturday, U.S. District Judge Elaine Cannon in Florida says it's her preliminary intent to appoint a special master in the case. Former federal prosecutor Glenn Kirshner told MSNBC he is not a fan of Cannon. I, I think this indicates a judge who has extraordinarily poor judgment at best and at worst is biased in favor of Donald Trump. And as a footnote, I think it's worth mentioning that she was confirmed by the Senate, Mitch McConnell's Senate, after Donald Trump lost the presidential election. Cannon has scheduled a hearing for Thursday. A special master is often a former judge. Trump's lawyers have asked for an independent review of the records taken to identify any that may be protected by executive privilege and return those outside of the scope of the search warrant. Cannon also directed the Justice Department to file under seal with her more detailed descriptions of the material taken from Trump's estate, specifying all property seized. A Manhattan judge released a career criminal on lifetime parole who allegedly punched one cop and tried to bite another without bail. It's a second time in just one week. The judge let a recidivist walk free, according to the New York Post. Manhattan Criminal Court Judge Paul McDonald released Nathaniel Turner despite a prosecutor's request for $20,000 bail. Turner was given supervised release instead, despite being on lifetime parole for a robbery back in December. McDonald, who was appointed by former Mayor Bill de Blasio, also let a serial shoplifter free on supervised release after she was hit with 37 criminal charges. The judges the ability to take dangerousness into the equation, Mm -hmm. and they should. I think 48 states have that ability. But then you have to ask this question. Will the judges use that authority? Because remember, they come up through the political process as well. That's PBA President Pat Lynch on Fox 5. Uh, Turner, who's 55 years old, was arrested after he allegedly spotted getting ready to smoke crack on West 36th Street Wednesday afternoon, according to sources. Well, ex-Secretary of State Mike Pompeo warned on Sunday that America is more likely to face another 9-11-type attack. Pompeo blames President Biden's disastrous exit from Afghanistan last year of the U.S. military forces. Pompeo said the debacle has put the Taliban in full control and made Americans less safe. 
He appeared on the Cats Roundtable with 77 WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. To have had that debacle embarrassed our country on the world stage, made us less safe, convinced Putin that he could begin his aggressive conduct in Ukraine, and now likely the case that Afghanistan itself, uh, we, are, we, we are more likely to be attacked like New York City was 20-some years ago. We're more likely to be attacked from that place today than we were just one year ago. Pompeo was director of the CIA before taking over the State Department in 2018. He said earlier on 770 WABC that the exit humiliated the United States and emboldened Russian President Vladimir Putin to invade Ukraine earlier this year. Shots fired outside of the famed St. Patrick's Cathedral in Midtown Manhattan last night. Police quickly tracked down a vehicle a few blocks away at 53rd Street with a shattered window believed to have been involved in that shooting. A suspect inside the vehicle was taken into custody outside of the Museum of Modern Art. This tourist visiting Manhattan from Germany heard the gunfire from inside of MoMA. She spoke I to heard the... shot, I think, but I don't know exactly two or three. And she spoke to CBS2. The NYPD says two groups of individuals got into some kind of a dispute and one pulled out a firearm. Nobody hurt in that incident. But more than a dozen people were shot, several fatally in nearly a dozen incidents across New York City over the weekend. We'll have more on that coming up. The White House remaining tight-lipped on how it plans to pay for President Joe Biden's decision to cancel between $10,000 and $20,000 in student debt for some Americans or if future tax hikes will be needed to cover it. The proposal, which by some estimates could cost more than $500 billion. Here's White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's a very targeted plan that's going to give relief to 90% of Americans that are making uh, less than $75,000 a year. That is important. This is a campaign promise uh, that the president made and kept, and he went beyond not just the 10000 but up to 20000 20, Alan Dershowitz said there was currently enough evidence to indict former President Trump based on his reading of the highly redacted FBI affidavit. The Harvard Law professor cited the failure of the probe to meet what he called the Nixon and Clinton tests, the former being the need to establish broad bipartisan support and the latter being a demonstration that Trump's conduct is material worse than Hillary Clinton's own past mishandling of classified information. Dershowitz said that public anger should be directed not at Judge Reinhart for signing off on the search, but rather U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland for seeking the warrant in the first place. Here he is on Newsmax last week. And the idea of the current attorney general weaponizing the law to make it easier for the incumbent to win re-election over the former president would just would really hurt the country enormously. And I, I would hope that Merrick Garland would understand that. The highly redacted FBI affidavit justifying the raid makes clear the feds were looking for classified government secrets they believed were on the premises of Trump's Mar-a-Lago Gulf estate. Dershowitz is a Trump ally and was part of the former president's defense team during his first impeachment trial. New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu on Sunday called for President Biden to issue an apology after the president compared the Make America Great Again, otherwise known as MAGA wing of the Republican Party, to semi-fascism last week. He appeared on CNN. I mean, the fact that the president would go out and just insult half of America, 
because uh, effectively half America has votes Republican, half America ultimately votes Democrat. You know, it, it swings a little bit one way or the other. But effectively call half of America semi-fascist um, because he's trying to stir up controversy. Um, he's trying to stir up this anti-Republican sentiment right before the election. Um, it's just, it's horribly inappropriate. It's insulting and, and people should be insulted by see- it and he should apologize. Biden has previously criticized the MAGA wing of the GOP at a Democratic National Committee fundraising event in Bethesda, Maryland last week. Biden said the U.S. was seeing either the beginning or the death knell of an extreme MAGA philosophy. There are, no, there are not many real Republicans anymore. By the way, your sitting governor, he's a Republican you can deal with. We disagree. No, no, I'm serious. But at least he's within the mainstream of the Republican Party. I respect conservative Republicans. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. Biden also said that this is not your father's Republican Party and called it a different deal. Well, Republicans head into the fall still in position to narrowly gain enough House seats to win a majority. A CBS News battleground tracker estimates Republicans winning 226 seats. That's down by four from a July poll. A total of 218 are needed to win control of the U.S. House. Siena College pollster Dr. Don Levy spoke to the 77 WABC Early News back in July. This midterm will certainly be hotly contested. While we don't yet see evidence of a red wave, uh, the Democrats clearly have cause for concern. The poll also asked if the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago was designed to protect national security and answers were divided among party lines. 85% of Democrats said yes. 59% of independents said yes, but only 20% of Republicans said yes, that the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago was designed to protect national security. And asked about how important abortion is in one's vote for Congress in the midterms. 77% told the poll it was very important and 19% said it was somewhat important and 14% it was not too or at all important. And President Biden's overall job approval rating in this poll increased three percentage points from July. An appearance by Mark Zuckerberg on Joe Rogan's podcast last week stoked controversy. The Meta CEO admitted that Facebook limited the bombshell Hunter Biden laptop story ahead of the 2020 election because the FBI had warned about Russian propaganda. Following the release of the episode on Thursday, the FBI said it routinely notifies U.S. private sector entities, including social media providers, of potential threat information so that they can decide how to better defend against threats. Basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us and was like, hey, just so you know, like, you should be on high alert. We thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. In the final weeks of the 2020 presidential election, both big tech and the liberal media suppressed the New York Post's reporting that shed light on the shady foreign business dealings of the son of then-candidate Joe Biden. Both Zuckerberg and then-Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey expressed regret for their actions at limiting the distribution of the Post's reporting. Several news organizations, including The New York Times, The Washington Post, NBC News, and Politico, have since verified the authenticity of that laptop. At least uh, two people were killed after a gunman opened fire in a Safeway grocery store in Bend, Oregon, Sunday night. Here is Police Chief Krantz. Officers responded, and when they arrived, 
They entered the safe with immediately, still hearing shots. They found the apparent shooter dead inside safe, where they found an AR-15 style rifle and a shotgun in close proximity to the shooter. Two people killed, including the shooter. 77 WABC time check. 5.15. Time to head over to sports with Justin Ellick. Thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick. Here with your early news sports update. A couple of tough losses for our local ball clubs at the hands of two of the league's bottom feeders yesterday. As both the Mets and Yankees fell to teams well below the, well below the 500 mark. For the Mets, it was a nail-biting one nothing loss to the NL West last place Colorado Rockies. Colorado's Herman Marquez did the improbable and outdueled Max Scherzer on the hill, yielding just one hit over seven dominant innings. The lone run of the game coming on a Brian Servin sacrifice fly in the seventh would be just enough for the Rockies to salvage the finale of the four-game set with the Mets having their way with them in the previous three. After a breather today and the night off, the Mets get set to take on the mighty Dodgers in Queens starting tomorrow night. As for the Yankees, the weekend started on a high note as they pretty easily took the first two in Oakland against the A's on Thursday and Friday. Saturday is when things took a turn for the worse as New York dropped the final two games of the four-game series, capped off with a 4-1 to loss yesterday to wrap things up in Oakland. After scoring 16 runs over the first two games, the Bomber Bats went quiet with just three collective runs scored over the final two games. With the A's being the worst team in the American League, it was expected of the Yanks to grab at least three of four. They'll try and right the ship in Anaheim starting tonight at 9.38 p.m. Eastern as they get a three-game set with the Angels underway. It'll be Frankie Montas going for New York against Anaheim's Jose Suarez. And that's a wrap on the 2022 PGA Tour season. As rightfully so, one of the most prominent faces of the game and Rory McIlroy secured the game's biggest prize as he wins the Tour Championship and the FedEx Cup. McElroy rallied back from his six-shot deficit in the final round against world number one Scotty Scheffler and closed with a four-under 66 to become the first three-time winner of the FedEx Cup. And uh, yesterday, the Jets best the Giants 31-27 to in both teams' final preseason game. They'll get set to open up the season on September 11th. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellig on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Let's head over to Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Stocks stumbling into the week after Friday's market route. Investors expecting a slower September. More retail earnings to wrap up August trading. Those stories next. Wall Street begin the week on a sluggish note after Friday's broad market sell-off. The Dow Jones Industrials now faces a losing month after plunging more than 1,000 points in Friday's session. The S&P down more than 3%, wiping out all of its monthly gains. Earnings season continues nonetheless with key retail reports this week. Best Buy cut its second quarter outlook, announced more layoffs ahead of today's update. Revenue forecast to have fallen more than 13%. Shares down 33% on the year. Key housing market data on the way. Wall Street forecasting new mortgage applications to have fallen for a second straight week. Mortgage interest rates rising again and more aggressive rate hikes on the way from the Federal Reserve. Investors bracing for stocks to slow even more next month, historically the worst month for the S&P. The index already down more than 13% for the year. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures, the Dow has lost 262 points at 32,001. The S&P has lost 38 and a half. The Nasdaq down 155, gold down $16.40 an ounce. And as for crude oil, up 35 cents a barrel this morning at $93.41. 
It's the WABC Early News. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. And we have heard so much about congestion pricing and uh, even protests here in Manhattan by cab drivers uh, and other for hire drivers. And we spoke with Congressman Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey about congestion pricing and the effort to stop it in its track. That interview uh, coming up at 5.50 here on the 77 WABC Early News. Well, more than a dozen people shot several fatally in nearly a dozen incidents across New York City over the weekend. And among the bloodshed, on Sunday about 5.15 in the morning at 275 Liberty Avenue in Brooklyn, a 44-year-old woman was found shot in her head. That came just hours after a shooting at the boardwalk in Coney Island where... One person was killed and four others injured. In the Bronx, three people were killed. Several others shot in the span of 24 hours. Barkim Robinson, an activist for Operation Hood, spoke to ABC7. We need a lot more attention to these guns. Because if the guns are not here, we'll have less crime. Despite the weekend violence, gun violence is actually down 11.1% from last year, year over year. And shooting victims are down 10.9%. An innocent bystander killed during a dispute in Queens. A man with a walker, his name is Milton Storch, killed Saturday when a woman got into a vehicle and jumped a curb during a fight in Queens. Police say it started when two women got into a fight on the sidewalk. It then escalated when one of them got into a vehicle and tried to run the other over in front of a corner store on Beach 20th Street in Far Rockaway. Neighbors say they could always find Storch helping out at the corner store. Shannon Lee spoke to CBS2. When he does deliveries and stuff, he's always doing a whole bunch of stuff. So in his wheelchair, because that's how he makes his little money. He can't work or doing some things, but if they need him to look out, do certain things, he makes sure he takes care of it. Police scour the area for hours searching for any evidence and can help lead them to a suspect, but the driver's still at large. And the second woman involved in that fight also fled the scene. The other victim, a man in his 30s, in stable condition. Well, what you're listening to is natural sound of more migrants uh, deboarding their asylum buses here in New York City, sent from Texas. New York City officials apparently now struggling to establish an intake center and find housing for thousands of these migrants being bused to New York City from Texas. The Department of Homeless Services told the New York Post that it has actually abandoned its initial plan to operate an intake and processing center at the luxury row New York City Hotel along 8th Avenue in Midtown. Officials would only say Sunday that they have finally selected a finalist to operate the yet-to-open Manhattan facility but would not reveal the contractor's name or its location. Contracting documents obtained by the Post show that officials failed to meet an August 15th deadline to have the Midtown Shelter and Processing Center up and running. DHS also admitted that it has yet to select and rent any of the 5,000 hotel rooms the agency said it is seeking to house migrants across the city. A 14-year veteran of the New York City Police Department has now filed a federal lawsuit against his former employer and New York City. Salvatore Greco alleges he was fired for having close ties to Roger Stone and others who support Trump's America and the political paradigm of making America great again. Greco says he was placed under surveillance on at least four separate occasions. 
Greco spoke with 77 WABC's Frank Morano earlier this month. When asked why he was being singled out in such a manner, he said. Well, I believe this is uh, glaringly obvious. It's because, number one, I am friends with Roger Stone. And number two, my support for President Trump. The suit names the City of New York Police Commissioner Sewell, Deputy Commissioner of Legal Matters, Ernest Hart, Commanding Officer of Internal Affairs Bureau Group 25, Daniel Cutter, and Sergeant of Internal Affairs Bureau Group 25, Jeremy Ornstein, for alleged violations of the First Amendment and the Civil Rights Act of 1871. The lawsuit claims that the defendants violated Greco's freedom of right to intimate association in violation of the First Amendment of the U.S., his freedom of speech, and they also issued a Monell claim against the defendants. Well, what is that, you ask? Well, that is natural sound of a whipped cream can being squirted. It is now illegal for New Yorkers under the age of 21 to purchase a can of whipped cream, according to recently passed state law in New York. Now, this law, which went into effect in November of 2021, is meant to prevent teenagers from using canned whipped cream to inhale nitrous oxide, otherwise known as whippets. The legislation specifically names whipped cream chargers, small steel cartridges of nitrous oxide used in whipped cream dispensers. Approximately one in five young people have used inhalants like whippets by the time they reach eighth grade, according to the DEA. Abusing inhalants can cause damage to parts of the brain that control thinking, moving, vision, and hearing. New York State Senator Joseph Adabo of Queens said he sponsored the New York law after receiving complaints of empty canisters littering the streets. Well, an invading bird has some on Staten Island crying foul. Residents in the Midland Beach neighborhood have actually noticed more and more black vultures popping up over the past few weeks. For weeks, neighbors have been snapping pictures and videos, hoping to spread the word on social media. Deanna Tomasulo spoke to NBC New York. Yeah, it's serious. These birds are huge. They're about two and a half feet tall, and they can definitely carry away a small animal. For now, family said all they can really do is alert the public to be aware of what's happening. Black vultures are a protected species, so they can't touch the birds, and they just hope the birds don't touch them. Well, the U.S. Tennis Open starts today at Flushing Meadow in Queens, and it's the last chance to see who many say is the greatest to ever play the game. Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. She's likely the best tennis player there ever was. Serena Williams has indicated she's getting ready to hang up her tennis racket for good, perhaps even right after the U.S. Open. Serena will be playing in a first-round match tonight at 7 p.m. A record number of tickets were sold for the U.S. Open when Serena announced her intention to retire from the tour earlier this month. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. And if you missed our top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at WABCRadio.com. And also at 550, our interview coming up on congestion pricing with New Jersey Congressman Josh Gottheimer. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.